Hey folks, it's Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to a new episode of Successfully Funded. Here we go. Let's turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah! All right, crowdfunders, how is everybody doing out there in the beautiful, wonderful, potentially snowy land of crowdfunding? I know that's what we got going on over here in Michigan. And if you're over on the East Coast, I think you got a whole bunch of snow too. But yeah, it is snowy in crowdfunding land. So first of all, welcome. I am your host, Jeff Wenzel. I am the CEO of Woodshed Agency. And this podcast is called Successfully Funded. And what we do here, if this is your first time, is we talk to project creators while their campaigns are active. You know, while they're being successfully funded or their campaign just finished up and they raised a bunch of money and we want to find out how. And that is exactly what we have on today's episode. So we're going to be talking to Mike Drez from the um, from the campaign Zoomy. And these are pro studio quality lighting for video meetings, right? So Zoomy, Zoom. Um, and this is their first campaign. Um, Mike's got an interesting backstory on how he was, uh, well, I'm not going to spoil it. It's coming up in just a little bit here on, uh, on my interview. So again, stay tuned, but these guys have over 3,600 backers, over $243,000 have come in. They're over on Indiegogo and their campaign is ending today. So you got to go check them out right now. If you're listening to this podcast, um, or or you just found about it, go over back this campaign and get some new, uh, studio lights for your, for your zoom meetings, right? Super, super important in, the, in, uh, in today's world. So like I said, interview is awesome. So make sure you guys stay tuned. You know, if you want to fast forward, feel free or listen to me rant a little bit, right? Listen to me uh, shoot the, you know what? Shoot the BS a little bit. You know, this is my time. Well, it's Thursday. What are we, about a week away from Christmas? Yeah, it's right around the corner. Hopefully uh, everybody's excited. Yesterday, kind of got the big gift right? Yesterday, I signed my name a hundred times and I am now officially a homeowner. It is now all official. Now, I know we've been in the house and I've talked about it for like, I don't even know, three months of podcast episodes. But as of yesterday, there's actual paperwork that says I'm the owner, not just a uh, squatter like I've been for the last uh, 45, 30 days. I don't even know. Yeah, 45 days I've been a squatter. Now, granted, this is all a friendly deal, so it's all good. But I believe technically, yeah, I squatted. But we've got it all set now. It's all, all the problems are mine now, right? They're all now mine. So, yeah. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It was kind of a bigger day yesterday, you know? Um, I've, you know, uh, had dreams about buying a house for, I don't know, 25 years. Um, not nothing, you know, or at least, you know, providing at least for the last decade, getting a house for the family. Um, but the entrepreneur spirit that is, uh, giving to me like Fred bear from Ted Nugent, right? The, the Fred bear song. It's like, it's just in me that entrepreneur spirit has had different ideas for a long time. And there has been many, many ideas and many things that I've worked on that haven't worked. And potentially even right now what I'm working on may not be working, but it, at least the rock got high enough that I was pushing that allows me to, you know, at least get a house. Right. That was a huge thing. Huge thing. Not going to lie. Um, for some people it might be easy. Hey, I've had this job for 20 years. I, I don't know. I sit at the desk, you know, paycheck comes every, every two weeks. It's easy. I haven't had that. I have not had that, uh, by my own choice, potentially, um, you know, and there's, there's, there's heartache and struggle on either side of these coins. I know that, but, but yeah, this was a, it's a, it's a big one, right? It's a big one. So, uh, but again, in my, um, the way I'm, I'm, I'm wired still hard to slap, you know, give myself a little pat on the back. Still is a hard thing to do, right? It's, uh, you know, so it's like, it's back to that. Does the struggle really pay off? Is this really awesome? Not too bad. I'm not going to lie. It's not too bad, but you know, we're achieving a lot of goals, right? You know, after the dad died, this was a, you know, um, a big thing, obviously early in the year. Um, you know, my house, this house that is now mine is officially turning into the Christmas house and everybody's kind of in in agreement on that, which is great. Now, obviously this is going to be a weird one. So nothing like starting off your first one weird. Um, but you know, moving forward, it seems like this is where people will come to, for Christmas, you know, which is, I think is awesome. 
but it is that sort of next level of maturity that's happening where, um, where, uh, you know, I'll make the Christmas dinner. Right. It's just, I don't know, man. It's like, it's like, it's like all this adult stuff, right? I'm adulting. I'm not, I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't know if I wear that. I like to wear the hoodies, right? Maybe I'm like a Mark Zuckerberg without being, you know, an asshole um, or trying to ruin the world, you know, but, but, but I don't know that adult stuff that's been weighing on the mind. Now, granted, I've got some, I got a therapy session today at once. So I, I can take it there, but you know, you guys are my other, other uh, place to, 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 you know, drop off what's on the mind. So, yeah. So I think it was a big day yesterday. Yeah. Uh-huh. Goal achieved. Now what's next? What's the next goal? I think my next goal is actually uh, not to buy anything. Like I'm, I don't know if anybody else has that. And maybe obviously it's because it's Christmas and like, you're just, it feels like a package is showing up every day and, you know, buying a house stuff. I'm at, uh, by the way, I'm also at Ace every, two or three times a day now. Got to go with the little, little things, right? But, um, or a true value. I, I go to both those. Um, but maybe, yeah, maybe the, the goal is like, I just don't want to buy anything. I don't want to consume because <laughs> I'm tired of consuming. But hey, we got Christmas, like I said, right around the corner. And there's a little worry around here. There's a couple gifts that were ordered um, for the little ones early in December, like like December 2nd, that haven't showed up. Got some emails of how they're delayed. Speaking of delay, ooh, my Aunt Sharon is pissed at the United States Post Office right now. Uh, late November, she, she sent out some new stockings that she knit for the kids you know, to hang by the mantle, which I have a mantle so I can hang them at a mantle. Um, but, um, yeah, they're stuck on a truck in uh, Allen park, Michigan here. So if anybody knows that that means it's not where I live. So they're stuck on a truck. They haven't gotten here and she, Oh, every day there's a text. Oh, I don't want to, I'm going to ruin the kids Christmas cause they don't have their stockings. Well, we already have their original stockings that were knitted by her up on the mantle. It all, nobody knows. They don't know. But um, I also am like weirded out a little bit that like I my I guess if I'm going by the traditional things to me it feels like the when the, the original stockings that were knitted when the kids were really little are like what you keep for the rest of your life right like that's the isn't that the thing like they have the same stocking like oh they're forty look they have their same stocking isn't that the thing so I don't know really know why we're getting new stockings but what do I know you know. Um, Obviously, we're grateful for the Sharon for doing that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, that we got we got that going on. But man, she is a fireball right now about it. She's just yeah, it's like every day there's a text. Uh, maybe you, you know she was one of those. She's like maybe you can go to the post office and demand them give it to you. It's like I don't think it's just sitting at the post office. I don't even think it's there yet, and it's not. She went yesterday and uh, found that out. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. The holidays. The holidays. Should be a good one though. So I so I say that I got a backup gift. I gotta pick that up on Sunday. It's backup, which will probably just be a gift anyways. But at least right now in my mind, it's a backup gift. Again, it goes back to this consuming thing. Like I'm consuming to where I'm even buying backup gifts if the first gifts don't show up in time, right? You know, you gotta you gotta you gotta have your uh, ass covered, right? Like this is uh, this is big time. This is the big production. But um, yeah, I think it should be good. It should be good. Putting together the Christmas and Christmas Eve dinners right now. I don't have to work Christmas Eve. That's awesome too. That's the first time in, whew, I don't even know. I can't remember the last time I had a Christmas Eve, whether it was in the restaurant business or if it was uh, you know, working at the church. Christmas Eve, that's, you know, you've got to work. So I got that off, which is great. That is I'm going to do a big Christmas dinner, Christmas Eve dinner. I'm going to cook up both of those. Man, lots of stuff, man. Isn't that exciting? Exciting, exciting stuff. So with all that said, I think we should kick into my interview. Yeah. But before we do that, if you're thinking about running a crowdfunding campaign, hopefully you're thinking about it next year. If you're thinking about launching a campaign right now, then you, I don't think you've done your research. You might want to go do some Googling and find out the best times to launch crowdfunding campaigns because it's not right now. Trust me. Please trust me on that. Don't hit the launch button the day before Christmas. We're, we're doing some other stuff right now. Um, but yeah, if you're thinking about running a crowdfunding campaign potentially next year and, and you're listening to this podcast, you're trying to find out new information, things that are working, what's not working, I, I recommend go to woodshed.agency right now. Go to our blog section. We've got tons and tons of blogs there or sign up for our newsletter. I got content coming out 
like I'm, I mean, just content galore, right? Uh, keeping you guys up to date on what's working, what's not working, things that we're trying, projects we're working on, all kinds of stuff. But go there. If that doesn't work, well, you know, click the consultation button and pick 20 minutes with me. Ask me any questions. I'm not going to sell you anything. Just pick my brain. I'll walk you through, you know, goods, bads, what we're seeing right now. I don't know what we, you know, you know what we can talk about? The big new change that Apple just did in iOS 14 that's going to affect all small businesses, all Facebook ads marketing, because the cookies are different. And if none of that meant anything to you, pick the pick a time to talk because it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, soon, right? And what this big change is going to look like. So I'm even learning, figuring it all out myself right now. But we're, we're, we're anticipating seeing some changes coming very, very soon. Um, and if none of that works, at least smash the subscribe button on this podcast, right? We're putting out episodes a couple times a week. Most of the time. Sometimes we don't have enough. But, you know, you'll see next year. We've got a new plan that's going to be happening. So you can uh, get these episodes more and more. But, yeah, um, smash the subscribe buttons. Whether you're listening to it on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or if you're over on YouTube, you can watch it over there. You can watch the interview. So, Either, no matter what, hit that subscribe button. That means a lot to us. Leave us a review. It would be awesome too if you're enjoying uh, the podcast. Um, but yeah. All right, guys. I hope you guys are going to have a great weekend. You know, here it's snowy. I'm looking at some snow right now. Maybe a little bit later today, go over and do some sledding. Who knows? I don't know. You know? I don't know. All right, guys. Why don't we kick my conversation with Mike uh, from the company Zoomy. And like I said, this campaign's ending very, very shortly. Go check it out if you want to grab some uh, some pro studio quality lights for your Zoom meetings. Make yourself look good. Make yourself bright, shiny. Yeah. Here's my conversation with Mike. Mike, the red light's on. Are you nervous? No. No. Cool. Should I be? Cool. I, that's, I don't know. That's a great I mean, way to get me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's a podcast episode. It's big time, man. This is it. This is it. It's big time. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's do a, a quick sound check for all my listeners. What did you have for breakfast this morning? A, a big bowl of hope. Okay. How was it? Tasty? Did you put some milk in that bowl? Yes, it is. It's tasty. Okay. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Oh, we got to hold on to these days, right? I guess that's what they're telling us, right? I don't know. <laughs> depends what day it is. Depends what I read. Depends if I woke up and read the news instantly. And I was like, oh, well, that's just, we're done. Exactly. <laughs> well, cool. Well, let's jump right into it. So uh, why don't you do me a favor and uh, why don't you introduce yourself to my audience and tell them what you're running, um, uh, what, what campaign you're running over on Indiegogo right now. So I'm Mike Drez. I'm the founder of Brightside Innovations, and we're running a campaign on Indiegogo for Zoomy. Uh, Zoomy is a portable light that helps you make uh, brilliant video calls like for zoom, just like what we're doing here. Nice. Nice. So it seems like this is like the absolute most appropriate time to run a campaign like this, considering that the entire world is on zoom. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the yeah. whole idea, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, like for our people who can't see it, kind of walk us through, like, what does this look like? You know, lighting feels like it could be a bunch of things, but kind of talk us like, how do, how do you describe it? What does it look like? How does it work? Yeah, so Zoomy's a, it's a, about the size of a, a large, you know, like Max iPhone, mm -hmm. and it uh, clips right onto your laptop. Uh, you know, through our market research, about 70% uh, of the people are using laptops to, to do their Zoom meetings. And it just clips right on the top. It's uh, really lightweight. It's only four ounces. Mm. Um, and uh, it looks, uh, it's a collapsible mechanism. So it kind of looks like maybe um, like those camping Tupperware bowls you may oh, have right, seen. right, right, right. So it, it collapses and you can put it into your you know laptop bag and um, but the the collapsing is important because it, it it's designed to be first of all zooming was the first light ever designed for specifically for zoom meetings mm. uh, or Google meets or whatever you know video right. conference you use um, and what a lot of other people were doing were taking like selfie lights or you know other lights that were made for different things and trying to use them and so you know we just saw an opportunity especially during the pandemic to help people at a fairly low cost get something really high quality and so that 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 collapse uh, allows light separation for um 
from the diffusion layer and it just creates a really soft light. Mm. And so um, that's what it looks like. It's uh, It's got a little personality. Zumi's a, a, a little buddy there to help you look great. Yeah. Uh, well, as somebody who has done many of these interviews, the amount of times I've had something where it's like pitch black and I'm like, well, it's what I got. <laughs> Yeah. You know, what am I going to do? Yeah. seems like it's, and, and then obviously, I mean, for right now, like the perfect time to be running one of one of these campaigns. So where does the idea of this start though, that this is something you wanted to design, work on, like where, where's the, uh, where, where's, where's the, where's the thought uh, bubble for this idea? Yeah. Well, I, I was running a recruiting business and uh, I decided to stop commuting and wanted to do all the recruiting via, um, you know, video. And so, mm. You know, like most people, I turned myself on and realized, you know, gosh, this isn't going to work. You know, it, it doesn't, you know, create much human connection. And um, and so I just and then I started buying like, you know, ring lights and different things. And uh, next thing I'm, I've spent like two hundred dollars. I still can't get it right. And so I started this is back in uh, in uh, 18, 19. And just, you know, just kind of frustrated that there wasn't kind of something simple to use. So that was kind of the impetus. And then when the pandemic hit, my business crashed hard. In fact, I lost it. And um, and I thought, well, I've had this idea. This is kind of the perfect timing. Everyone's, you know, on these Zoom meetings. Why don't I, you know, pursue this? And uh, my my closest friend, Tark Abed, is a uh, founder and, and creative director at Mighty Studios, which is an industrial design firm in San Jose, California. And so... We hooked up and he, you know, put together a brilliant design and, and off we went. That's cool. That's cool. So now just because you have the thought and the design, what starts to happen in this process to like make a prototype, I'm assuming, or, you know, at least like, all right, you know, let's make something. What, what starts happening for you yes. guys? Yeah, well, we start breaking down what does it really take to improve, right? So, you know, the the, the concept really starts with, you know, how do I have a better Zoom meeting, right? How do I create human connection, a better human connection? And, you know, that's when you you lock on the lighting pretty quickly because there's lots of things you can do to have a, a better, you know, kind of video Zoom experience. There's angle, there's quality of camera, et cetera. But if you get the lighting right, you get about 70% of the way there. So we just started analyzing that and that was, it was kind of obvious. It's like, well, the, the low hanging fruit is fix the lighting. Right. And so, uh, you know, that's what we started focusing on. And then, you know, being uh, Tark, my partner, being a, an industrial designer, this just comes natural to him. Right. So he starts playing around with different ideas and we started mocking up different things and trying to figure out all the kind of the different lighting is actually kind of a tricky thing. Right. It, it, you know, it's hard to like, you know, like what we're selling is lighting, not this fixture. Right. And so, you know, you, you got to get it right. And um, and that and that's where a lot of these like selfie lights that clip on, you know, these little, you know, they're. They're battery powered. They're too uh, uh, weak uh, power source, and the quality of light. You need qu- good quality light at the end of the day. Yeah. So we we like I have a video production company, so we have all the lighting yeah. to do like documentaries and like yeah. real stuff. But you know you don't want to bring out that. So like, h- how are you walking through the you know the buyer persona of this product? Right. Like you don't. Hey, it's not for the guy making a documentary. It's, right. you know, it's, and it's also something that like, I don't know, my mom could grab it and plug it right. in and just be, oh yeah, this right. works good. So how are you sort of navigating this features of like, we don't, we don't really need to go that big for the pro, but we don't want to make it really hard for the average person just to snap on and make it work. So how are you guys walking yeah. that sort of fine line? Well, we really, we do want to be more for the average person, you know, it just, it's uh, at the end of the day, it's a bigger market. Right. And, yeah. and so, uh, yeah. you know, there's lots of lights out there for professional videographers and things like that. And so, you know, what we see is an opportunity because of the pandemic and, and, you know, it's going to last well beyond the pandemic, right. This is like a new way of life. You know, yeah. people aren't just going to, yeah. you know, start commuting suddenly after they've, yep. you know, done their job successfully working from right. home. <laughs> we think they'll go back to work for a couple of days a week, but you know, so we did want to apply. We the analogy we used was we want to be kind of the point and click camera, you know, in this world, right? So there's you can go and buy a really expensive camera, and you know, professional photographers are into that. But we just want something that is simple and easy to use for people. So uh, because we all need it now, you know, and so and yet at the same time we don't want it, you know, to be so poor that it's not effective. So we think we've hit kind of that medium spot, really high quality light but at a lower price point and simple, easy to use. What's the thing in, in this process of, of designing and, and, and putting together this product is like keeping you up at night around like, we've got to really make sure that we get this correct. Yeah. 
Well, it's my first crowdfunding campaign. So uh, the whole thing has just been an exhilarating uh, <laughs> ride and, and, and learning, right? And so, yeah, I think what keeps me up at night is like, what do I not know, right? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> and there's no way to figure that out until you've learned it, right? So yeah, yeah I've, I've listened to a lot of podcasts like this and, and uh, you know, just trying to learn and try to, to absorb uh, as much as I can in, in, that, in that world. Where does the idea of crowdfunding start in this product? Where are you thinking we're going to go to this? We're not going to go the traditional method of just making it and putting it on Amazon or whatever it might be. How, how are you starting to think, you know, let's use Indiegogo, Kickstarter, whatever it might be? Yeah, our process was, um, you know, we, we need an infusion of capital, right? And so mm-hmm. uh, we couldn't quite get there all of on our own. And so we thought about, you know, looking for investors and, um, you know, you, when you do that, you start losing percentage of your company. So for us, it was really a, a way, which I think is the impetus and the, the main ethos of crowdfunding is, you know, to allow creators to keep their companies uh, and still kind of get there. So that's uh, was was our thought process. So we waited, we ran the numbers, we said, okay, we need some capital, we don't need a ton. Um, and, uh, you know, we can also learn a lot you know, crowdfunding is a great way to kind of test the, the the waters, you know, without having to spend, you know, too much money. So luckily for us, you know, we've had an amazing response. We have over 3,200 backers uh, in, in three weeks. And uh, so it's a, a lot of it. It was it was about raising funds and, and product validation for us. That's cool. And what are you like, as you're going through this journey, thinking about what what do I need to actually tell this story? content wise photos videos prototypes like what what man you know i got to make it look yeah. good i got to i still need that injection of capital so how are you sort of navigating you know we're ready we can go and, and make this look like a great campaign page well i mean those are all the things you need right you need the prototype you need the great photographs you need a great video and uh you know so you just kind of have to get through those they're not easy to do um you know the, the video particularly just takes so much time and energy um, but yeah, you just, you know, you have to have the, all the things that you see on a campaign, you have to you have, you know, high quality. So, and, and how, as you're going through like prototyping phases, how do you know you have something that looks good enough, right? Like maybe it's not the final, final yeah. version or there could be a tweak, but like, right. I always find that this is like such a, a tough spot for a lot of project creators to be like, yeah. oh, oh, should I go, you know, prototype 20, 21? Well, I'll wait right. to 30 because we're going to get that thing in, you know, it'll be way better. Right. But like, how do you kind of navigate go you know we're okay right now what what you know it'll look good on the video photos all that sort of stuff well i, I to me that that's the equation right it's got to be good enough to to get you to the next level right mm-hmm. you know so you have to decide what that's like you know will it photograph well will it, you know perform well in the video and uh for us we wanted to get the get to market you know for us we wanted uh you know, we realized that this kind of opening this market window wasn't going to last forever. And we were kind of scared to death. Some, you know, else, somebody else was working on something similar and sure. would kind of steal our thunder. Um, and so we just kind of wanted to get it to market. So you kind of have to balance that, you know, obviously if, if you've got a prototype, you know, we had prototypes back in, in March that just weren't, you know, camera ready. Right. Um, right. You know, the interesting thing, we could get the light source right, but we couldn't, you know, it, it's all those other elements that you sure. kind of have to wait. Sure. So you have to balance that, you know, to me, it's, it's, you have to balance that carefully. That's cool. So now that you've kind of have gone through those loopholes or you've got the content, you're thinking, you're you feeling like everything's good. How do you know then we are ready to launch a campaign? Like, what are you looking for? Is there a metric you're looking for? An email? Yeah. We have this many email addresses, this many Facebook followers. What are you looking for to say, Hey, let's hit that launch button. Well, ultimately, you don't know, right? You know, so, <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what, yeah, you know every, everything, you know, until you go live, you just don't know if you've got it right. You know, there's mm-hmm. we did some market surveys, which were really helpful and, and bolstered our confidence in, in what we were doing. Um, and then, you know, the rule of thumb is, is you know, you need all these, uh, you got to get to 30% of your campaign goal in the first, uh, you know, day or first few days. And so you run the math backwards, right? You know, what's your goal? You know, what's uh, 30% of that? Uh, in order to get that, how many emails do I need? Um, you know, so for us, we, we went in with about 17,000 emails, mm. um, you know, and allowed us to blow through our goal in the first couple of hours. That's cool. Now, in that sort of process, um, are you, how are you sort of filtering... 
it's not just a big number. It's actually the right number. It's like we have X amount of people who are using Zoom every day or, you know, like they are our exact audience, not just, yeah. hey, they're from India, <laughs> you know, and, you yeah, know, right. you know. Yeah. Um, so how are you, how are you as a, as a um, creator, you know, feeling good about the data that you're collecting? Well, I mean, you know, we just learned from, you know, podcasts like this and from other people that, um, you know, the best way to run the, the campaign is, is to, you know, have a, launch, a landing page, right? So we were out advertising on Facebook and Instagram and then with a link to uh, a landing page that basically described our, our, our product and our offering and, and said, you know, you can sign up here for free for, you know, an email and tell us about your launch. So, I, you know, from what I can tell, that's, that's kind of best practice. We had the price there. Uh, which is also uh, I heard is important because mm-hmm. basically what you want is that you want that email list that you're going in with to be as high quality as possible. So people right. could see exactly what the product did. They could see how much it was and they were confident enough to give us their email. And so, you know, that's, that's the first test of the product. You know, if you can't get those um, you know, it's, it's the benchmark is supposedly $2, you know, per, you know, cost you $2 to get each email. Right. And um, you want that to be a high qualified email. Right. And so it, it turned out in our case to be, you know, very accurate. The, the email list we had, we, we tried the thing where you um, can reserve a guaranteed spot for the early bird special for a dollar. Right. Um, we, we got a lot of negative feedback on it. We only mm. ran it for a couple of days and people were like, you know, is this a scam? And, mm. you know, this seems doesn't seem right. And so. You know, I know LaunchBoom and a bunch of others, you know, really recommend that that approach. And maybe there's a way of doing it better than we did, but we just found that it wasn't worth the kind of negativity sure. uh, that, sure. that was around it. And, um, you know, you're certainly not going to make any money off a dollar anyway. And we had <laughs> yeah, some right. rates, you know, it's, it's a way to, to verify, you know, how interested are people really willing to pay for it, right? Will they pull out their credit card and put even put down a dollar? If they'll do that, then they're most likely going to buy. So, um, we had that rate, but we just decided to, to kind of cancel it. And, and the, the interaction, uh, the engagement on both Facebook and the conversion rate, we were running 25% on our conversion rate of our landing page, which was super high. And so, you yeah. know, all the metrics were there saying, you know, this thing's going to go. And, you know, that's what you're looking for. You're, you know, you spend all this time and energy getting something going and then, you know, you have to test it in the marketplace. And even though that's not a, a real test because no one's like giving you money, for what you're offering yet, it's, those are the signs and there's enough data out there to, to you know, for you to know whether or not it's going to work. And, and I, to me, that's one of the big thing about the crowdfunding is it's getting that data and finding out, you know, the other approach was to be, you know, you make 10,000 of these and then you put them on Amazon and then they don't sell. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Woo. So, you got a, you got a warehouse somewhere that you, you got a whole bunch yeah. of shipment. You got, got a lot of inventory yeah. over here. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's cool. And a lot so, of money. And, you know, yeah, so now that the, you know, Indiegogo, we haven't we really even got into real specifics of it, but like, you know, as we're talking, you've got about a week to go. Um, you mentioned, yeah, over 3,200 backers, uh, over $210,000. I mean, you're crushing this campaign right now. Has there been something that has stood out behind the scenes that you just, man, had no idea, you got, weren't expecting at all? You know, something like, I don't know, a country that's yeah. really supporting it. It's just something you're like, man, I had no idea we would be big in... Thailand. I don't know, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we've had amazing uh, support from around the world, which is really cool. We've sold to 40 countries at this point. Mm. Um, although we didn't, we didn't, it's actually, it's more like 20 countries uh, that, that we chose. Uh, we went with the top markets, um, you know, but then there's people from say a smaller market that is shipping to say Britain but they're purchasing it from Mexico. So it, has, it shows up as 40 on our Indiegogo page. But so that, that, that I, I did, and it would threw me for a while. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not shipping right. to XYZ. Yeah. Uh, and yet yeah. here's an order from it. Um, but more important, the big surprise for us was the cost of uh, advertising during the holidays. Mm. So, uh, and, and I'm surprised other kind of advisors didn't kind of tip me off to this. So we're paying you know, on Facebook, we're paying about 45, well, at, at the peak during Thanksgiving, we were paying $45 for a thousand impressions on Facebook. And, uh, you know, I'm told that, you know, an average is more like 10 to 15. Uh, and even now we're paying 25. And yep. so it's cost us way more to advertise to get the, you know, our conversion rate on Indiegogo is really high. We're at 5%. Yeah. So once we get people 
you know, which in the normal is more than around two, you know, so, you know, we're over double. So we're doing really well on Indiegogo and Indiegogo is like, hey, send us more people. You know, this is really working. <laughs> but the advertising costs are so high during the holidays. It's really been prohibitive. So yep. we haven't been able to we were really planning to hit hard on the advertising and drive a lot of traffic because our conversion rate was so good. But it's just been prohibitive. So that was the big aha and surprise for me. And I, I would recommend to any, you know, uh, people thinking about launching during the holidays to we're still glad we did because there were other reasons driving. We wanted to get to market. Right. Um, but if you've got an option, I, I would suggest, you know, waiting in, until that, that peak advertising co- uh, costs have, have diminished. Yeah. You're, you, this is why uh, I'm a, uh, I'm very slow uh, Thanksgiving to about January 6th because yeah. it's just so expensive. I mean, everything I'm like, yeah. why, you know, why, and we're, we're not gonna, we're not competing either. Like that's the thing too, where I'm like, right. you know, my ads are getting squashed by Walmarts of the world who are spending, you know, $60 right. billion dollars and I'm spending, Six grand. Yeah, (laughs) you know, exactly. Yeah, it's just not. Yeah. So yeah, we're having the same thing over here. So we just, just shut it down, build some content, make videos, clean up your websites, little stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really tough to run campaigns through, uh, through the holidays, unless your budgets are just through the roof, you know, and if you just, but. Well, even then though, if your budgets are through the roof, like we had a really big budget, we just, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make sense to, uh, you know, Spend a hundred dollars to get you know ninety dollars worth of, of of product sold. So. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You need you need a we call that fu money, right? Like that's right. You just yeah. just spend it, whatever you know. Um, yeah. But then why are you doing crowdfunding if you have uh, that money? So right. I don't know yeah. who knows. But uh, yeah, but, you're not going to be in business long anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's an interesting formula you're in. Um, but uh, yeah. So you know, now that the campaign's going, like, what have been some of the strategies you've been doing to sort of just keep the momentum going? These campaigns can sometimes get long, or they can just you know we're running yeah. out of things to talk about. You know, uh, what are you doing just to keep that energy up um, for the for the duration of the campaign? You know, for us, we ran some Cyber Monday kind of advertising and, and Black Friday advertising and holiday advertising and uh, just keeping people engaged with our, our product and, you know, showing them some, uh, you know, potential new products we're thinking about adding. Um, it really hasn't been, I you know, I heard this kind of dark days of, of you know, in the middle of your campaign and we definitely have had a, a, a dip, but it hasn't been dramatic. Mm. Um and, uh, you, you know, you got to engage with your, we, we continue to send emails to our, you know, our campaign, our, our pre-launch email list. Uh, you know, you do the updates with the people that have backed. We did a referral program, um, you know, which is for our backers, you know, to try to kind of log into that. Our advertising was costing us so much that, uh, you know, it was fairly inexpensive. We're offering a free Zoomy for just three referrals that, mm. that purchased. Um, you know, which I think is, is pretty kind of strong offer. You know, you just send it yep. to three friends that person, you get a, a free one. Um, but it was actually lower that, you know, math is a lower cost than, than what it was costing us for the advertising. Right. Wow. That's, yeah, that's a good strategy to, to, uh, to el- eliminate some of that cost in the Facebook ad strategy. Um, yeah. so, you know, so once this campaign ends, money all gets in the bank accounts, what starts happening to get the zoomies into people's hands? Like what, what starts your guys' process? Yeah, well, we're, we're on track. We know we started the production actually on the product back in September. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we've, we've been running on this thing. We were, you know, that was our, our goal from the beginning was to, you know, get things going. We needed some additional capital because we wanted to, to um, go bigger, you know, quicker, you know. So, you know, the, the, for us, we were thinking, okay, we'll order 2,000 units and we'll get them up on Amazon and we'll see if it sells. And then with that, you know, profit, we'll buy 3,000 and we'll wait till that sells. But with the crowdfunding, obviously, you kind of get a pre sale situation. So, you know, we'll probably, you know, end up with about 5,000 units sold um, uh, by next Thursday. And then, um, you know, we'll start, they're already being produced, you know, the tools are, are almost complete. And so then we'll just do, we'll fill those orders. Um, you know, you got to get through kind of the, the shipping, uh, you know, calculation and hopefully yeah. we did all that yeah. right. It's scary. You know, you, you know, these margins aren't real big on the products and then, right. gosh, you know, like I think for Italy, it's going to cost us like $20 to ship them there. Um, and, you know, our product is $50. We're making only a few dollars each off of them. And so (laughs) the orders in Italy, which are only a few, thank goodness, but it's, uh, you know, it's going to be a money loser. And then you're going to make up a couple of dollars, you know, in some other markets or whatever. But 
you know, figuring that out was a little bit tricky. But yeah, everything seems to be, you know, on track. You know, we're we're just hoping that Murphy doesn't visit us. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and, I mean, do, do you you know you know Murphy's Law? Have you heard of O'Toole's Law? I have not heard of not that one. I definitely know the Murphy's Law, but yeah. o, o, O'Toole says Murphy's an optimist. <laughs> so you know, we we tried we tried to you know plan that way, kind of you know expect you know you know plan for the worst type of situation, hope for the best. But everything seems to be moving uh, along real well. Our tools, all of our molds will be complete this week. Um, yeah, and then it's just a matter of getting them shipped. We we uh, look like we're going to go with Easy Ship, uh, and and we've already signed up with Backer Kit. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of those relationships just seem to be really solid and, and, uh, just kind of, you know, our product is easy to fulfill. It's a one SKU type situation. And so right. we, we, we think we've got this thing uh, set up, you know, for, for good execution, but again, you know, I'm worried. What do I, what do I not know? You know? Right. Right. Well, that's what I, you know, I just did an interview a little bit ago and, and it's this, the delays of, of just COVID international yeah. shipping, you know, he was just talking about how he's like, yeah, a train was coming from Russia and it got caught in some war torn village and the trains were stuck there for like two weeks. It's like, well, how do you plan that one? You don't, you just roll with it and then you communicate. So, so I guess you guys, I'm assuming then have, um, you know, a communication strategy in place to say, Hey, listen, we got to be open and honest, have good updates, like just let people know, like I don't control a third world country war, (laughs) you know, that could pop out. You know what it could be? It's all you can do, right? It's just, yeah. you know, be honest and, and, you know, hope for your, your backers, you know, understanding if things go wrong. And, um, you know, I've, I've been around long enough to know that when you've got bad news, man, you better share it quick, you know, yeah. and, and it doesn't ever get better. Right. And so, no. No. um, you know, it's hard, you know, you've got your personal name on it and, uh, you know, that's something that's really important to me. So if I let my backers down, yeah, I'm going to be super disappointed and, you know, it's going to be hard, but you know what you, 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 you got to share it with them. Right. So our, yeah, our plan is to send an update every week and, and we send them some updates on the pictures and the progress. And if we hit any snags, we're just going to share it with them. You know, say, you know, we, this is what we found out this week. You know, there's been a, you know, a problem with this and we think that we can, you know, get back on track or we think it's going to push out a week or, or whatever. Yeah. How, how did you, you know, was this something in your background or maybe your partner's background around finding molds and partners and like, you know, that seems like that's a big step for a lot of people to take too. Is that something you guys just had kind of had in your team? Yeah. You know, luckily my, my partner, you know, he's brought out thousands of products, you know, most, most of the time he's bringing out products for other people, right? So he's an industrial design firm. They hire him and he's done work with Cisco and, you know, all the, the, the tech firms and, and, um, in the Silicon Valley. And so he's brought out many, many products and just has a lot of relationships on that. So it made it super easy for us you know, to find the right manufacturer. These are, you know, people that he's, you know, worked with now for years. And, and, uh, you know, we have the added benefit is that he brings other clients to them. Right. And so, you (laughs) know, they're, they're pretty interested in making sure that the relationship uh, is solid. That's great. Yeah. That's, that's a good person to have on your team. Who else is, do you have anybody else on the team or is it just the two of you? Well, we're, we're the two owners and then we brought in a social media manager, uh, (laughs) Uh, who's been really helpful. Uh, and then we have you know, some customer service uh, support people at this time. What are you, when you're putting kind of a, some pieces in place, what are you looking for, especially in that, in the young startup world? Like, what are you looking for of like, this is going to help this and alleviate time on my end or, you know, uh, train them, all that sort of stuff. How are you kind of navigating that? I, you know, I think experience, you know, all the other people we've brought into to the equation of, you know, do have experience. So, you know, I recognize my limitations that, you know, I, I haven't, I've got a lot of business background, but I don't have a lot of crowdfunding experience. So, you know, I want people that have kind of done it before and, and yeah. can tell me what I, I don't know. So that was kind of the driving factor for us. That's cool. That's cool. So again, like I said, money drops, you're working on stuff. What's like the whole year look like outside of after you ship it? Are you, is it something that you're thinking about going big box retail, Amazon's, your own web store? What, what yeah. do you sort of envision this product cycle looking like post all the backers having them? Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we plan on going to retail and, and to Amazon and also selling our own, uh, you know, web page. So we have our, you know, website all ready to go. Uh, you can go there now, zoomy.us, but it, it just kind of, you know, it says pre-order. It gives you mm-hmm. some the information. There's no way to buy on that site. It'll, you know, send you to Indiegogo. Uh, so we have that ready to go. And then uh, we've got our Amazon store, you know, up and running. And then 
we're working with a company called Retail Bound. Uh, I don't know if you know them, but they mm -hmm. uh, basically kind of specialize in helping companies kind of at, at our stage get into retail. Um, again, it's not something that I have a lot of experience with, you know, point of purchase displays, et cetera. And so there, there, there's a lot of distributors out there that, that can also help you. But I, Retail Bound, uh, Johan, uh, over there, his expertise, he's been a buyer at a lot of these large box stores, and he specializes in helping companies get ready. His, the business model is kind of neat. That, you know, after a year, they try to teach you to take it over yourself. So, you know, if, if they're successful, you'll kind of know how to do it after that. And you can either bring in, a, you know, a salesperson to, to do that for you. But yeah, that, that's another world that we're not really, uh, you know, don't know really well. So again, we're looking for people that have that expertise and, you know, sure. it all costs a little bit more, right, than doing it yourself. Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully you can do it right, you know, versus... You know, he was explaining, you know, he's been a buyer, so he knows what's important to them. You know, so you walk in, if I walked in tomorrow and tried to sell to Walmart, I just don't, you know, they're going to know that I don't know what I'm doing like in, in <laughs> yeah. five minutes. Right. Yeah. 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 You're going to be a little fish out of the water there. I think uh, if you just walk into Walmart yeah. first time, yeah. you guys want this, you guys want one of these things? No, yeah. <laughs> I got six of them. No. <laughs> yeah. No, um, exactly. You know, well, that's, I mean, that's interesting. Let's talk a little bit about that sort of scale because something that we've ran into a number of times with our successful crowdfunding campaigns is the scale of a dealing with a Walmart, right? Like just that, like, wait a minute, I have to order 60,000 units, you know, or whatever, yeah. you know, big gigantic number all of a sudden happens. Yeah. Um, you know, as you're going through the startup world and you're like, you know, you're thinking, I mean, we, we kind of mentioned ago, like, oh, 5,000 orders. Like, hey, I can handle that. That's yeah. great. I can ship that, right. you know. You know, what do you start to think about like, man, how many team members, how much cash do we have to put up front for like, you know, you know, just all of a sudden everything just gets so big, so quick. Is that nervous? Is that exciting? Is that, should we do it? Should we not do it? It feels like there's a lot of conversations then around what scale yeah. looks like on a successful crowdfunding campaign, you know? Yeah. Our, our plan from the beginning is, is to is to do that exactly that. So really, you know, as long as it was proving, uh, you know, successful by these different metrics, whether it be the, you know, cost per, you know, lead, uh, you know, obviously the Indiegogo conversion rate, all these types of things. If all the signs are there, um, which they are at this point, the plan was always to go kind of big. Um, you know, what, you know, our, our research was showing us that there's just a real, you know, need for this type of product and, it, and it's deep. You know, I, I use this, uh, analogy of like mining for gold, you know, there, there's, there's different types you can strike gold. And then sometimes it's just, there's just not that much there in what they call a vein, right. A mining right. vein. We, we believe this is a large vein, you know, mm -hmm. there, there's a, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, almost 95% of the people that, that we did our market research on. Are, are zooming and, and you know interested in trying to do something to improve their 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 connection with people. So um, the plan was to always go large, and so we everything we've been doing, whether it be the manufacturing, the way we built the tools, et cetera, was to put us on the platform to just kind of keep growing, and then you know figured out we did a lot of uh, uh, cash flow analysis on what do those cycles look like, right? right? You know, right, as far right. as you know, the most common reason, you know, companies go out of business is that they, you know, they're too successful is actually mm -hmm. more common. And, you yep. know, so you just got a part a couple of those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. Yeah. They're, that's like, I think that's actually the worst way, right? Like it's the absolute it worst way. We are like, no, yeah. it's really working, <laughs> but yeah. it's not. We, 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 can't, we can't fund it. Yeah. You know, um, so we did a lot of ca just cash flow analysis to to see what these you know sales might look yeah. like and how it might might progress. So, the, the you know the box stores, from what I understand, it takes a while to get that sale kind of closed. You know, you're not going to walk in and, and get one. So we're, we're starting uh, in January, and and you know uh, what I've been told is you know you're looking at maybe six months to get your first sale. So it's going to give us some time to you know refine everything uh, before we get there. That's cool. And how about like this next five years? I mean, as like product growth, roadmaps, other things coming into the, I, I'm assuming it's not just a one product, one skew. What, what do you guys start to imagine the company sort of looking like? Is it all based around the Zoom world, the microphones, the headphones, the, you know, all, all that stuff? Yeah, kind of, kind of the vision is to help people, you know, communicate better. Our, our kind of, our ethos is about, um, you know, making human connections, right? And so, you know, we believe that when you can see someone's, you know, you know, facial 
interactions, to see the color of our eyes, you just get a better, you know, connection with human beings. And if, you know, we're going to be living on video, which is, I think, you know, we're doing it right now, right? Like you might as well try to try to improve it. And, you know, I'm not even a big fan of it. You know, I'd much rather be sitting in front of you right now, right? <laughs> right you know, yeah. it'd be way more fun. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if if I turn, you know, if I'm like a shadow, it just takes away a lot of the, the you know, the interaction that we can get out of it. And so, yeah. you know, it's all about human connection for us. You know, that for, for us, there was a lot of... Um, you know, like comparisons to a selfie light. And we, you know, we had some advertising partners that are like, well, let's, you know, sell it as a selfie light. And I'm like, no, that's not what we want to be about, right? We want to be about human connection, you know, because it, it's it's one thing to try to like look beautiful. And, and certainly, you know, that's an interest for most people as well. But, um, you know, we think there's a much bigger market for just better communication, right? Yeah. You know, and yeah. um, so that, that, that that's what, what we're trying to drive is, is that. And so any product to help that human connection uh, uh, around, you know, the video experience. So yes, sound has a big impact. Um, the angle has a big impact, you know, like you've got your camera at, at the right angle, right. You know, uh, yeah. you know, but there's a lot of people that are, yeah. you know, yeah. interview. Yeah. You know, right? Hey, how's it going? Everybody doing good? <laughs> Bring yeah. it back down, man. What are you yeah. doing? Yeah. It's like, yeah. That's you know, a part or, of it. Or, or getting, you know, getting the chin and, you know, yeah. it just, so there's there's angle products that we've got, um, you know, different kind of support mechanisms. You know, Zoomy works with laptops. We want something that also works with desktops. Sure. Um, so yeah, we've got a. We I don't want to share too much because it's our our marketing strategy. Yeah, but yeah. We we yeah. see all kinds of products that that might you know help people in this new reality. Yeah. You know, that's the, and how do you adapt to it? Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you the one I would love to find, and I don't know if it exists yet. It's how to um, the Zoom fatigue. Like I've been yeah. noticing that more and more. I have um, a friend that worked with them. She's a therapist. She's now all online. She's just online eight hours a day on Zoom. And it's like, it's so taxing on the eyes in such a different way. It's like, yes, we're communicating, but our eyes never actually line up. So it's, it tricks our brain, you know, in some weird way. And even like today, I'm doing almost four hours of interviews today for like the next two weeks, yeah. right? I'm, I will be exhausted by the end of the day. And all I did was sat here and talked, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So what is that? Like, I, I'm waiting for, like, what is that product? Is, it, does, will that exist? Because uh, that's yeah. a weird one for me. Yeah. It is a real issue. And and uh, we've got some ideas around that. I'm not going to share uh, with yeah, you. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, okay. This is one in my uh, brain. Yeah. 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 No, I, it's definitely a, an issue. And, uh, yeah. you know, how do we make it better? I, I think the problem is, you know, when you're on these Zooms, um, you know, meetings are tiring too. You know, I, I've yeah. spent, you know, much of my career, you know, in, in, in meetings for eight hours a day and it's exhausting as well. But yeah. I do think that there's yeah. a different kind of exhaustion that goes on with Zoom. And I think it has a lot to do with, you're basically on camera, you know, versus, you know, in a meeting. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of, I think, fatigue around um looking directly at the camera like we are right now like when you're right. in a meeting you do not have eye to eye contact with someone you know the for entire the time hour, right you know, you're you're looking at your laptop and then you'll turn right. and you talk to yep. fuzzy right and right, then right. you know you might be looking in the room you're thinking about you know things that this kind of fact that we have to kind of be you know forward it doesn't really mimic an actual meeting very effectively so we think there's some um, ideas around that. And I've seen some research yeah. on it. That's cool. That's very cool. Well, let's flip over. Let's stop talking about lights, crowdfunding, all this stuff. Let's, let's, uh, let's do a quick lightning round. Uh, what have you been watching in the, in the streaming worlds, the Netflix, what, what have you watched recently? Well, in June we finished Netflix. Um, so yeah, you unplugged it, was, it? it was done. Okay. No, we finished it. it. We, we completed it all. You watched all of it? Oh, all of it. Yeah. It, it, that's a joke, Fuzzy. <laughs> well, I was just, I was just doing <laughs> some quick math. One. I was like, that's a lot of content. Like, how, could that actually, yeah. and I was also like, could it actually happen? Could you get to the end and say, there's no more search. There's nothing more for you. No more. We did it. We got, um, yeah. we just watched the, uh, and we loved it. The Queen's Gambit. Yeah. That's I, a good show. So yeah, we just finished that too. It was so good. Yeah. The, the, just yeah, the so color good. palettes, the, you know, the set designs, yeah. the wardrobe. I mean, it was like the fashion. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It I mean, and then really well and done. Then the, great story. Great, great ending. You know, it, yep. I love these shows, uh, you know, that they're, they're basically, you know, eight hour, 10 hour movies, you know? Yeah. I, I, I know. just think it's great. 
Yeah, well, since I've been doing this sort of lightning round thing for this quarantine, the amount of people who are, um, because I always, what what movie have you watched? And they're like, oh, I don't really have time to sit down and watch movies because they're two hours or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but you just mentioned the 10 hour, 12 hour show you just watched, (laughs) you know? So yeah, Yeah. it's it's funny how we want to consume it in the hour bite-sized chunk or 45 minute chunk. Um, So yeah, so how about about a book? You read anything lately? I'm reading Dan Rather's book uh, right now. Um, uh, the what bonds us together. So I forget the the, the title, but uh, it's really interesting. And you know, he's talking a lot about how we need more empathy. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, in the U.S. and in this division is just uh, you know really kind of hurting us. And you know, I I couldn't agree more. We we've got to get back to some type of appreciation for differences. Sure. And, and it being sure. more, you know, civil and okay. Like it's very American to have a different opinion yep. uh, is I don't think it's very American to have a problem with a different opinion. Right. Yeah. I completely agree. Completely agree. Yeah. Dan rather, he's a good Twitter follow. I follow him on Twitter. Yeah. He's always putting up some good yeah. stuff in there. I'm like, well, I'll retweet that. <laughs> I'll share yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, how and about podcasts? I just finished a book, uh, Brave New World, which is written in 1934. It's fascinating. You know, hmm. uh, you know, it's a utopian kind of 1984 type thing. But, you know, he paints a picture uh, of, of life, you know, in the future written from 1934. It's kind of scary how many things he, he got right. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, that's a great one. Brave New World. Yeah. And then how about podcasts? You listen to anything on the podcast land? You. Well, obviously, I mean, I know that one. That one's a given. You're, you're a super fan. I know I, you're a super I, fan. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I'm a big, uh, also a big fan of uh, uh, of. Uh, oh shoot, I'm forgetting his name right now. Uh, it's a more of a kind of almost a spiritual uh, uh, podcast and uh, kind of going deeper. With, like, why are we all here? Type, you know, thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Asking and, some big uh, questions, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Rob Bell. It's called the Robcast. Okay. Okay. And, uh, he's, uh, he's got a Christian background, but, uh, you know, sees the world a little bit, uh, more complex than that. And, uh, he, he was a, a pastor in the Midwest and, and got thrown out, uh, for supporting gay marriage and, uh, just kind of evolved, um, you know, and, 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 uh, kind of a broader, you know, a, approach. And so he's just constantly asking himself, you know, why are we here? And he brings on some really fantastic, uh, people. And so it's kind of that, that deeper meaning uh, I yeah, find fascinating. Cool. Yeah. That'd be, that, that sounds, sounds like a really good podcast. I may, I may have to check that out. I, uh, I do live sound for big mega churches here in Michigan. So I'm in the church world. Yeah. I got, that's how I got spit yeah. out. So Saturday and Sundays, I make it sound good. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So how about, um, how about like marketing blogs you go to or, or like consistent websites of like, Hey, I go here to, to learn the latest, greatest thing. Yeah. I learned a lot from the launch boom, uh, uh, seminars, they have like crowdfunding seminars, yep. you know, they're online yep. obviously. And, uh, I learned a lot out of that. So shout out to them. Um, we, we didn't end up partnering with them, but I, I have to say I, I learned a lot. So for other people that are like trying to educate themselves yeah. in this space, I, I found it really helpful. That's cool. Awesome. Awesome. So where should people go to dive into your world? This is the first time they're hearing about it. I, I know you mentioned the website a little bit earlier, but where can they kind of dive in, learn what you're working on, follow along, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so it's uh, on Facebook, it's Zoomy Light, uh, at Zoomy Light. And then on Instagram, it's uh, Zoomy underscore Light. Okay. Uh, and that's really the, the place to kind of keep in touch with us. Uh, obviously, the, our Indiegogo campaign, um, you can find us pretty easy. You just go to the site and type in Zoomy. Um, yeah, and then our website is Zoomy.us. And it's all those things. So you can get, basically get all the information you know, we, we try to be a, a fairly straightforward message. You know, it's, it doesn't have to be too complicated is, is yeah. what we're trying to do at this point. Very cool. Very, very cool. Well, Mike, I appreciate you take, t- taking time out of your day. I know it's yeah. busy right now with, uh, you know, holidays and an active crowdfunding campaign that's doing really well and probably keeping up with comments and questions and FAQs or who knows yeah. what, right? Just uh, a yeah. lot of stuff going on. But uh, great campaign. Super, super uh, big fan. I think you're going to get a background of me because uh, – I could use more lights around me, right? I got to make myself look good. I think I need a backlight. I think I need something right over yeah. this way, this way, over there. Yeah, yeah. Got to put a light over there. But um, but yeah, I appreciate you taking time, taking time out of your day. Great campaign, and I encourage all my listeners go check it out. Uh, become a yeah. become a, uh, a backer, and uh, yeah, very very cool, man. Yeah. Good stuff.
Yeah, Zoom better, right? Exactly. We all need to, man. Yeah, all of it. Make it look better. It makes it easier on me. We're gonna have to do it. Video editor, you know. Yeah. 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 I'll I'll go get my ones for the kids now because since they do school online, so you know, (laughs) they gotta look better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of interest. I'm working with a, a couple of a therapists, you know, and, and just how important it is in that world. And, and the, the same with the school, you know, if, if the teachers can't see your kid and their expression mm-hmm. and understand that they're not getting it, you know, yeah. you're, they're going to yeah. miss something, you know, and then yeah. obviously for the teachers. Themselves. So it's, it's all, it's it, all. It's everybody. I, I, yeah, it's everybody, man. Yeah. We, we are all going to be in this world. Even like my, uh, my Christmas will probably be something along this line. I don't think it'll be that far yeah. off with my grandma and my aunt and like, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, it's you know we got to make we, these we, you know we we've had we've had some negative feedback from people that say oh you know are we really this vain like you know you've got to you know you know uh, you know make yourself look good in Zoom meetings and what I didn't even have to respond there were a lot of people saying well you know it's a little especially like these therapists it's it's more uh, complex than that it's not just about making yourself look good it's about doing it for someone else actually you know so yeah. they can actually like get the love that you're trying to send them. You know, if it's a family meeting, it's not about you looking good. It's about you giving yourself to somebody else and them being able to actually, you know, enjoy it. I I had a, you know, one with my sister who I love deeply. She, you know, her and her whole family, like none of us can see, you know, and it's like, I don't really get to get to see them and get, you know, the emotions that they're going through if they don't. So you kind of do it for somebody else is what, you know, we're trying to tell people. Yeah, it's hundred percent. I mean, the therapist one is, like I said, my friend is a therapist. Like that's what the stuff that yeah. she's complaining about. Like it's, you know, when you're in a room with somebody, you see their foot tapping, right? Well, yeah. that right. means they're at, like, what are they agitated about? Like right. you might've, you know, but now it's like, you have no idea, right? Like, yeah. am I upset? Everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. So yeah, it's all that stuff. It's, it really does help. I think you're right. Spot on too, with the communication, just really honing in on, it's more about the communication. The product helps with that. Not, I look really good when I'm doing my makeup tutorial on YouTube, you know? Exactly. Um, exactly. So yeah, very cool. Very, very cool stuff, man. I appreciate it. I'll let you get on with your day and um, yeah. Uh, just appreciate it, man. It was a great conversation. All right. Thanks, Fuzzy. Thanks, man. All right, everybody. How about that conversation? I told you guys we got into it. Mike has an amazing story. I really enjoyed talking to him. We got into the insides. I, did you guys hear about Facebook ads? What, what he was talking about? Yeah, that's stuff that we've experienced over here as well. So again, you don't believe me, believe another guy doing it, right? Like we're not making stuff up. It's tough to run Facebook ads right now. It's expensive. Um, but yeah, very, very cool. All right, guys. Why don't we listen to some sugar people? Go have a great weekend and I'll talk to you all on Monday right before Christmas. Talk to y'all later. Bye.
that I lie awake all night. My dreams are gone, my life is waiting in pots of dirt. That's my only cleansing, but I can't figure out. 